0: Does it work? Okay, phew. Okay. Hi. Um, (laughs) uh, My name is Autumn. I'm one of the intern summer staff. If you don't know me, holla. Um, So, I went to the Japan mission trip that um, many of you might have seen the video last week. Uh, So, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, so, ohayo gozaimasu. Is Kate here, by the way? Is Kate here? No, she's not here. Okay, because um, I wanted to talk about her, so we can talk about her behind her back. Okay. Uh, all right. So, if you were here four weeks ago, you saw Jen, me, and Linda get prayed for in the front, and I started bawling like for no reason. <laughs> um, that's not normal for me, um, and I was actually really surprised. I was like, "Why am I like crying compulsively? Like, like snot coming out and everything." And I didn't realize until a few days later. So our trip, uh, we had prayer meetings almost every night, um, kind of a debriefing and also just to pray into Japan. And I started crying again, like in the middle of our prayer meeting. And it was right as Lydia, our team leader, uh, started speaking about repentance. And so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, I guess if you, had, if you need a title, it would be uh, kindness to repentance. And, you know, that's really surprising. Like, and actually, like, Japan was a land of surprise for me. There was a lot going on uh, Because normally you don't really think kindness will lead to repentance, right? You want to, like, rebuke people. Like, oh, you suck. Like, that's why you need to repent, right? But actually, like, the Bible in Romans 2, 4 says, Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance, right? And that's something that Japan really needs right now, right? A lot of kindness. They went through a lot with the tsunami and the earthquake. And so, right as Lydia was talking about that, she was talking about the relationship between Korea and Japan, right? And historically, if you know your Japanese-Korean history, you know that um, in the early 1900s, Japan occupied Korea for a long time, and people have still, like, so much bitterness from that. And so, it was, like, such a symbolic, prophetic thing to see uh, the Korea-Japan World Cup, right? And so, some of you were here for that, and... um, and, but what God reminded me in that moment was my grandfather, who's still living. I think he's 90... 91? Okay, yeah, he's 91. My brother's in the front row, so... Uh, he, uh, 91. Uh, and he still has a lot of bitterness towards Japan. Like, people even said, like, if I married a Japanese guy, I would get disowned. Like, like it's, he has so much bitterness, and I think he was imprisoned by them as well. And so... Um, yeah. So I started crying and crying and crying just and like repenting on behalf of our family, right? And repenting on behalf of the nation of Korea and the people who still hate Japan so much. And uh so that was really surprising and I started to think about that, think about the idea of repentance. Um and again, like as I said, Japan was a nation of surprise. So as you probably know, and you might have seen some pictures, some photos, some videos of all the devastation, right? Our team actually went to Fukushima, uh, which is like the worst place. Pastor Christian talked about it a little bit before. One of the worst place hit, um, places hit. And actually when we first... I, when I first heard about going to Japan, I was like, oh, we're going to Osaka. That's awesome. At least we're not going to Fukushima. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, you're going to Fukushima. I was like, awesome. I hope I don't get like nuclear, like waste, you know, poisoning. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what was surprising was we were not sad when we saw the devastation. We weren't sad at all. And actually, Jisoo, who's from Togo and talks like this, like Japan, we made fun of her the whole trip. Uh, <laughs> she was, like, so worried. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm so afraid I'm just going to cry, like, the whole trip. But we didn't, we cried very little. Like, we were actually so joyful. And it was because we could actually, I don't know if, like, I guess prophetically, we could see the hope. We could see the, the glory that was to come. So, we were really excited about that, and, um, and even as we were, you know, you saw a video of like Matt Walker and Jin, like digging up dirt and stuff. Even while we were doing that, we were actually like very joyful. You know, mo- uh, our team was melancholy, phlegmatic across the board. Um, melancholies tend to be depressed. I'm melancholy. But uh, uh, we had so much joy. We laughed like all the time, and it was very surprising. Um, but the highlight for me, actually, was when we, uh, after Fukushima, we went to uh, Tokyo. And inside Tokyo, we went to the Fuse Church. You saw a couple of young white um, guys, missionaries. They're like 21 years old, so young. Um, But a lot of them are musicians. That's kind of their ministry. Because, you know, as you might know, Japan loves music. You know, like if you ask any celebrity, like, you know, Avril Lavigne or whatever, they always go to Japan to tour because they make the most money there. Um, Japan... Yeah, really loves music. So that's how they're reaching the people. And they go out twice a week, uh, one hour each, like Tuesdays and Fridays, I think, um, to just play in the streets, which is illegal in Japan. And so people always stop and stare. They're like, oh, like like they're playing in the streets. Like, that's so illegal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so normally, normally, um, uh, Ty and um, Isaac, the guys who the tall guy and the other guy with the piercing. Um, they said that half the time they get kicked out. They get kicked out. Um, that's why they can only play for an hour. And actually they said it's really discouraging because they only, they're only there for an hour and there's only like three or four of them. But when we went, there was like 15 of us, right? So, um, and we actually went to Tommy Center, which is a very large metro station. And uh, normally they play for an hour. We played for three and a half And (laughs) we didn't notice. We're like, this is awesome. And um, a lot of people stopped of all ages. Young people, old people, you know, um, mothers with their children. And actually, I think four or five people actually came to church, right, on Sunday. Um, Yeah. So and what was, again, surprise. They're so open. Like the Japanese people are so open. Um, It really broke the wall of like foreigners. I think it really helped that we're Korean because, um, and actually, I think our our team for the first time, including Matt walked there 100% we could understand Korean. So when, um, when we were talking, it was easier for Kate, for example, to speak Korean, so we would just speak Korean the whole time, um, which is awesome. But they really, the Japanese people are actually open to Koreans, especially because of K-pop. And um, so we would talk about that and, like, kind of get to relate to them. And then... Um, so that was really awesome to just see like God's seed being planted into their hearts. And, um, but what's interesting was as God was showing me all this, he started to reveal to me the Father's heart. And this was a verse that I wrote. Um, I had to support raised to come here as an intern. And the, my key verse was 1 Peter 2.9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light and i think actually pastor christian talked about this on friday this verse is like haunting me like it it shows up everywhere i go and um but i think it's because he's really showing me in japan god is his chosen nation he's it's a holy nation and um I, I really pray that we start to recognize that here in this church and just in Korea. You know, uh, Japan is our sister nation, right? It's like only two and a half hours away, right, to go to Tokyo. It's so close, um, and there is a light that's coming from there, and we need to just start recognizing that. Like, um, Pastor Aaron always talks about, like, you know, we need to receive this as, like, prophetic word or something, you know? Like, this is something that we just start to claim, And that Japan, as Pastor Christian said, like in, you know, like 10 years can have millions of Christians, you know, how glorious is that? You know, amen? Like how awesome. And so um, that's what I'm really starting to see. The father's heart and um, just his glory that's being revealed in Japan. And I'm excited for if and when we have, you know, new Philly, Tokyo church plant, you know, (laughs) there's already like four people in our team who are like ready to go. So, um, yeah. So I just really want to like thank God for like showing us his heart his heart for his people. Um, they've been closed, you know, even though we're right next to each other. Japan, I think partially because it's a—it's um, an archipelago of, of islands. It's been really hard for missionaries to just, you know, hop all the islands and like, you know, minister to everybody. But so the missionaries, they were actually very discouraged. But um, I can really see just joy, just like coming into Japan and the hope and, you know, and just my word or my hope is that, um, that God's will be done in Japan as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you.